Welcome back. Welcome back to another Soul Driven Interview. What is up? Thank you so much for being here. Anna Hendricks, <laughs> spiritual guide, Akashic Soul Channel, and your host. I almost forgot what I did. That's 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 what happens. You know, as I've said so many times on this podcast, my brain, I get really excited and then I forget how to speak. I forget what I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's 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 fabulous. So what's up? I missed you last week. So missed you. And thank you so much for understanding that I needed to take a week off the podcast and just regroup. There are a lot of different things that are going on on the back end right now. I can't wait to share with you. I have a new assistant um, that needed that came on board last week, training, all kinds of different things. So I just really needed to be able to put my focus and energy elsewhere. Plus, I have been going strong, y'all. <laughs> the last couple of months have just been like, I mean, it's just like I've been running, 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 taking off, doing this, doing that. So inspired and just falling more and more in love with the work that I get to do every day. But in that, you know, I've got to be more balanced and I'm forever pulling myself back. I, I don't know if this is you where you just kind of like, take off with something and you're so in that space that you forget, oh yeah, balance. <laughs> That's my life story. That's my life story. Um, I can just go, 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 go. And that's cool because honestly, I feel like in many ways that's the way, that's what I'm built for. But at the same time, I gotta take care of myself, you know? And being here in this 3D world and doing the 3D things like, keeping my house clean and eating good food. And these are the things that I struggle with the most. It's so funny. I mean, I can, boom, I can show up. I can, I can build a business y'all. I can, I can do, you know, all kinds of incredible things, but it's like the mundane everyday things that I really struggle with. <laughs> I think being a human is just not very easy because we have so much to do and so much to do in, in these times, especially. But all that being said, I just want to let you know, I really missed you. Seriously missed hanging out, getting to share last week. It felt like something was missing. I'm, I'm just as, as much hot, like as, as, okay, let me start over. <laughs> As much work as it takes to produce a podcast, I just find such immense joy in it. And that's, you know, because of the people I get to interview, because of you, because of the topics I get to discuss, I just, all the things. And today's guest is definitely one I know you're going to enjoy. I can't wait to introduce her to you. But um, of course, I have a couple of announcements yet. Very exciting things going on. I, I literally like just, I just want to tell you all about them, all of them, all of them. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to be chill. Okay. So first of all, just a couple days left to receive 10% off my Akashic soul readings. My, the work that I've been doing lately is next level y'all. It is, it is wild. It is. Yeah. And I just launched my Akashic healing sessions over the weekend to my email list, which again, if you are not on my email list, that is where you want to be because they get first dibs on everything. 
I, you know, last month was the first month for the monthly toolkit and I just gave it away to my email list, you know, in, in gratitude for their support. I love, I love my community there. And with my new healing sessions as well, I gave them an opportunity to take advantage of these sessions at a discounted rate. So make sure you're on my email list. You don't want to miss out on these things. Um, in addition, I'm sharing like resources and, you know, all, all kinds of things, all kinds of things are even coming in the future. So make sure you pay attention. But if you are feeling lost right now, if you need some direction, if you are really struggling with something in your life, I got to tell you, don't, don't sidestep this. Sign up for an Akashic uh, session. Let, let's, let's do it. Let's take care of it. Um, second thing, which is really three things, is that I have three workshops coming in August and I'm so pumped, okay? So... FYI, you can always find out what workshops, courses, anything that I'm doing under the events tab on my website, okay? That's where all these details are going to be. I'm going to keep it short here so that we can talk about all the things. Um, but first of all, on the 15th, I am going to be doing my very last live Access the Akashic Record workshop. So if you have been wanting to learn how to read the Akashic Records, if you are curious about them, any of those things make sure to sign up. This is going to be moved into a self-paced course. So it's not like you won't have the opportunity to do that in the future, but I would highly recommend doing it live because, you know, it's it's different for each, each person, I guess I should say. It really depends on what type of learner you are. For me personally, I love to be live for things because then I feel like I'm really, I don't know, like I'm really there. I'm really following through on my intention. That being said, Things don't always work, so I definitely catch things on replay too. But regardless, um, that'll be on the 15th. And um, then the second workshop is on the 22nd of August, and that is how to manage your energy. I cannot wait for this workshop. I cannot wait. This is one that I did back in 2020. So fully updating it, fully like just, yeah, taking it to the whole next level. Um, you know, right now we are really, gosh, we're, we're, we're going through intense times, tough times and keeping our energy, really learning how to be sovereign in our energy, how to protect our energy, how to work with our energy, how to shift it. Like these are all going to be things that we discuss in this workshop because everything is pulling at us right now to take us off course, to get us distracted, to get us emotional, to divide us, like all of these things. And the best thing that you could do for yourself right now is to learn how to be energetically sovereign. So make sure to check this one out. 22nd, again, more details on my website under events. And then, and then, and then finally, I know so many of my students are going to be really pumped for this. On the 29th, I am doing a level two access the Akashic record workshop. So if you have done the first level with me and, or, um, even if you do it at the beginning of the month, you can definitely sign up for the second one. But this is going to be really powerful because um, we're going to do like dive in deeper into the Akashic Records, into that practice, but then also really practice reading for others, really honing those skills. So highly recommend signing up for this. Again, if you have taken the first one with me or if you have experience with the Akashic Records, um, 
If you have experience with the Akashic Records, I would definitely recommend reaching out to me. You can send me an email at Anna at AnnaHendricks.com or SoulDrivenPodcast at gmail.com. Let me know like where you're at with your practice because just I want to make sure that um, the workshop will be helpful for you before you sign up for it. Um, but of course, all my prior students are welcome to sign up. And even if you haven't been practicing, whatever the case may be, I'm pumped to do this, pumped to kind of be moving forward with these Akashic Akashic lesson, I can't even speak, Akashic workshops. We're just going to leave it at that. Um, So yes, those are my announcements for right now. I'm going to be talking more and sharing more with you about the Akashic healing sessions soon. So it's coming soon. But uh, suffice it to say, yeah, just insane things are happening. I'm, it's wild. So, okay, today's guest, Jody Helm. So Jody saved my rear end and was able to pop in and do an interview with me last minute. Um, there was another cancellation, just a couple of different things that are going on. So I was so thankful to her. But we have gotten to know each other really well on Medium, which is a blogging platform where I blog, share readings, all kinds of stuff. Um, and Jody is, you know, she channels, she channels the archangels, and she she writes a lot. She writes prolifically, answering questions, um, just talking about all kinds of different topics, primarily from the perspective of the archangels, and so. We had a really incredible discussion, not only talking about channeling and, and the angels and those sorts of things, but also about navigating that switch from leaving religion and and really being able to step into that next level in regards to, you know, I don't know, just honestly, I would say broadening our relationship with God. Jody is someone like me who's who refers to God as God and still has a very deep connection with God and with Jesus. And, you know, the the new age community really has a lot of variations, but her and I connected immediately on on medium. She was still new. Um, I was just kind of actually starting to dabble there more, and we have just yeah, we have so much in common. And, and a lot of our channelings are, are quite similar. Of course, they're different because they're from two different people, but it's just really cool to see. So we definitely talk about like automatic writing, like channeling through automatic writing. Um, we talk about elemental love, which was cool. The hierarchy um, of angels, just a number of different things. But we talk about the shift, you know, things that are taking place on this planet right now. And definitely that shift, again, leaving religion and and stepping into a more heart-centered place. So I'm very excited to introduce Jodi to you, Um, her bio. She was born and raised in El Paso, Texas. After a career in education spanning 26 years, she retired and began to seek knowledge in many areas she always wanted to explore but never had. She started with reiki and became a certified master she believes reiki opened up some kind of spiritual connection to intensify and grow which led to channeling a group of archangels who call themselves 
the collective consciousness of the angelic realm. Shortly after meeting them, she realized her life purpose was to help people by sharing their messages during this great time of change. So Jody has never felt alone. She always believed God was with her. She grew to understand that the angels as well as her higher self are always with her as well. So although this partnership is not new, they have worked together through many lifetimes and their goal is helping others through difficult times. Jody is in the process of looking for an agent to represent her book, Spiritual Journey, What Do You Believe? In the meantime, you can find her work based on the messages she's received from the Archangels on the Medium Writing platform. All right, folks, I hope you enjoy this. Would love to hear what you think of Miss Jody, and I will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to another soul-driven interview. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I am very excited to introduce you to Jody Helm, Lightworker, Archangel, Channel, Reiki Master, and Bridge. Welcome to the show, Jody. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. No, I'm I'm so thankful to have you. As we were talking about before we started recording, you saved my rear end this week. So. <laughs> happy to do that for you. <laughs> well, it was perfect because you were on my list of folks that I wanted to interview anyway, and I, and I just had this feeling. It was like contact Jody, contact Jody. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. So okay. thank you. Well, let's go for it. <laughs> So for everyone who is listening, just a little bit of background on Jody and I, we are both writers on Medium, and that's kind of how we connected. I was talking about the Akashic Records. She was talking about Archangels. Jody, you write a lot. And so um, anyway, we've gotten to know each other. We're very aligned in our views. We both have backgrounds in religion. We've both really, you know, just been on the path. So I'm very excited to have you here today. And I want to kick off with the question that I ask everyone. My first question, what makes you soul driven? Well, you know, it's funny because looking back at my life, I think I've always been soul driven. I have just called it other things or not recognized it for what it was. Um, like you, and this is something I, we really have a lot in common like you I always felt God's presence, you know, um, but I didn't, a lot of the Christian religion didn't make sense to me. And so I never felt alone. I always felt that presence there and I just kind of followed it. And as I got older, more and more things didn't make sense. So I just kind of followed that soul connection that I, I 
didn't have. I asked the angels, you know, well, is this presence that I always known? Is it, is it God? Is it you guys? Is it my soul? It, you know, and they always say, well, it, it doesn't really matter because we're all connected and you, you feel that connection. That's what I feel. I feel that love, I guess. So I guess I've always been soul driven. Only now I recognize it for what it is. And I've been blessed with this ability to communicate with my higher self and with the, the archangels and, and pretty much whoever I, I try to channel. So I, it's just taken over my life. It's, it's changed my life. And now that I, I know that this is what I'm supposed to do, it's, it's a very joyous time in my life. I don't think that you can work within these realms. I know I, I always, I often joke that you can't be an angry person and be an Akashic reader. And I would assume the very same. I mean, I work with the angels. I'm, I don't channel them as much, but um, at least not within my work. But I feel like when you're working within these realms, like you can't, you can't be an unhappy person. They have made me especially happy. They've healed me so much in my own journey with them. Do you feel the same? I do. It's, I mean, people ask me every once in a while, well, were you scared? I mean, all of a sudden you started hearing these voices. Were you afraid? And, and I wasn't because it's such a loving presence that there's nothing scary about it. it it's, it's, it's beautiful. So um, yeah, I, I've always been a pretty happy person. I mean, we all have our problems and our, our rough patches, but for the most part, I, I'm a happy person and they've just made me much, much happier. So yeah, I agree. You have to kind of be in the right mindset, I guess. And to, and you have to open yourself. So once that happened, I, I mean, I found out later on that we've always had a connection. It's just when I remembered and I opened myself to it, it clicked in. I love that. So let's, before we dive into that too much, because of course there is so much that I want to explore there with you, but when you heard these voices, like share with us, you know, some background leading up to that from your life, you know, in regards to, yeah, just what brought you to that moment? Well, you know, I retired a few years ago from teaching. And so I finally had time to look into all of the things that have always fascinated me. I've always been fascinated with, with psychic phenomena. I I remember being in eighth grade, writing a research paper about it. And, you know, I, I had always been interested in Reiki. And at the time that I first started being interested, there really wasn't much available for, for training or anything. Um, I'm sure the listeners that tune in to you know that Reiki is energy healing. So I think once I retired and I found a, a great teacher to, to teach me Reiki, I think that kind of opened the door a little bit, a, a psychic door in some way. And so I just felt like something big was on the horizon. And I started uh, studying different things, crystals, uh, mediumship. And it was while I was taking a mediumship class that things really started to click. 
And I just, I knew something big was going to happen. And I was reading lots of different information. And like you, I have a tendency to talk to myself out loud. And, <laughs> and you know, so, and I, I was reading something. In fact, I think it was about the shift. And I, I thought, well, what does that mean? And then I started hearing the answer exactly what it meant and it took me a second and then I thought where is that coming from you know and I hear it in my head I don't hear it from a a particular location it's always internal for me and I started writing everything down that I was hearing and for me the way channeling works is it's all auditory I don't see the angels Um, I feel them and I hear them and I record everything in writing. That's how we communicate. So I hear, I record it in writing because the questions I ask are never yes or no answers. <laughs> They're always kind of, of long. So I record everything and then I, I share it. So practitioner to practitioner, um, like automatic writing I was something that I tried to do in the beginning when I was first learning how to work with the Akashic Records, but I'm just far too impatient. And I think I would get like, so freaked out my mental mind, like, oh my gosh, I'm not writing fast enough. And what if all like, you know, just, and so for me, I like started recording my, my voice. Um, so I'm just curious, like why writing for you? Um, because I'm clear audience, first of all, and this makes sense to me knowing myself as I do in school, in college, if I heard something, I remembered it. And that's how I learned best. I mean, Mm -hmm. I used to get in trouble because I'd be do, I wouldn't be looking at the teacher or whatever. And they'd say, well, what did I just say? And I could say exactly what they said, because I remember what I hear and I'm very auditory that way. So I wouldn't say I actually automatically write what the way it works for me is I always start off with the question and then I hear the answer and as I as I hear the answer I write it down I love to write I'm very auditory so it makes sense for me that that's the way it would work and and that's how it's always been with this um I I know people who channel verbally and I've never done that it's just um I I I wouldn't mind, but this is what feels comfortable. And I've never had a hard time understanding. It's always, and they're right there. It's not like I write down a question and I have, there's none of that. (laughs) They answer immediately. They're always there. So it's just a very natural fit and very comfortable for me. That's cool. Yeah. I'm always curious how, you know, because like, especially, um, in my teaching with teaching folks how to read the Akashic Records. And I had always heard this, but especially over the past year with teaching and just working with so many students, I mean, we're all so unique and so different. And mm-hmm. I'm clairaudient too, but for me, like, I learn visually. Hearing, yeah. freaking forget it, in one ear, out <laughs> the other, like, <laughs> just ask my partner. Um, but <laughs> just this morning, he was like, are you going to remember? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Um, but you know, so I'm always curious to know what people's, uh, processes are. So, um, you mentioned, you know, being interested in, um, 
you know, psychic phenomenon and all of that when you were much younger. And I know similar to myself, we both have this background in Christianity. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious um, for you, because it was really until my metaphysical awakening, which is what I call it, um, at the beginning of 2019, like there was just no way I was really going to be stepping into these things, even though I was curious, but there was a real part of me that was fearful of what I might be stepping into. I didn't know what was on the other side of that. And I was like, you know, I would steal my father's ET books and read them. And I was super curious, but there was something about, you know, I mean, of course in the church, they teach a lot of the things that you and I do are like demonic and all of this stuff. Right. Right. Um, so I'm just curious, like, you you clearly didn't have that fear if you were writing papers. So what was that what was that like for you, I guess? Or well, for for the for the psychic phenomena, that that was a curiosity. I never tied it to religion in any way. So I I was just curious and I wanted to to know about it. I didn't practice it because I didn't know how. I was just very, very interested. And I didn't know if you were born with that kind of gift or if you could develop it. And so that was purely curiosity. But I had, I started testing the boundaries of religion, I guess, um, in my 20s when I, I was married to my first husband and it was not a good marriage and I was so miserable and uh I started praying the rosary. He was Catholic. I was not. I was Protestant. And he just seemed to get so much peace from it that I thought I would try it. And in my my mind, my religious mind, I'm thinking, oh, man, is God going to be mad at me because I'm praying these prayers? I mean, I was taught you don't pray to anyone except God, you know. And so I, I I was fearful then. But it brought me such peace. And I, I, I got this loving devotion relationship with, with Mary. And so that was the first really test of being afraid that would be not okay with God. <laughs> and it turned out fine. So it, it was easier after that. But even, even now, um, I, it hasn't been very long ago, maybe a year ago that I thought, you know, Christianity is just not a good fit for me anymore. It just, it just isn't. And that was a scary feeling because, you know, I'd grown up that way and I was taught Christianity by people who loved me. And, and, you know, it's very hard to pull out of your, your, what you grew up with. Um, and then I thought, well, I, I love Jesus and I love Mary. And it finally dawned on me, well, okay, give up Christianity, but hold on to the parts that, that make sense to you. And those are Jesus and, and Mary, God, you know, the angels, which some of those aren't necessarily only in Christianity, but I just, I kind of followed my heart what felt right. And so now I'm very comfortable with that. I asked the angels one time, well, so what am I supposed to tell people when they ask me what religion are you? 
<laughs> and they said, tell them you're a children of, you're a child of God and your religion is love. And that's, that's my answer now. So I just kind of, my son was saying, I think you've just kind of created your own religion. And maybe I have, I don't know. I, I think of it as a spirituality kind of thing, but yeah, I just kind of, I did have that fear going, going through that process, but now I, I've never felt closer to God in my life. So yeah, no, I completely understand. I think everyone should create their own religion or create their own spiritual practice. I think everyone should follow their heart. Exactly. Like you said, because what is right for me may not be right for someone else. Exactly. You know? And even exactly. growing up um, in the church, that was always my thing. I mean, because I was born into this lifetime, really having a personal relationship with God, there was always that disconnect in the church with it was just like, this just didn't make sense. Um, but I didn't, I, I don't, it's so weird sometimes to think about like that part of my life that I never was like, so God, is this okay? Or like, I never, <laughs> like, why didn't I ask these questions earlier? Yeah. Um, you know, but, but I think that every person has to figure that out for themselves and should. And unfortunately, I feel like one of my biggest beefs with Christianity in particular is just that like, there isn't enough encouragement to ask questions, right. you know, something right. I love about like the Jewish, Jewish faith, you know, like they, they question, question, question. And that is such a healthy habit because well, sad, we sh all should be questioning absolutely. everything all the absolutely. time. But that it's, you're right. It's not encouraged. And sometimes it's, sometimes you can be ostracized depending on which church you attend and all of that, you know, 100%. Um, yeah. And, and, I think, I think, again, you, you follow your heart, but it's, it takes courage to, to question things that you've grown up believing. The, the first thing that really challenged me as a Christian was the idea that you can't, you can't go to heaven if you're not a Christian. And I remember having a problem with that, even in my youth, and when I was a, a girl, that, that bothered me. And finally, I, I was at a museum display. It was a photographic display of Tibetan nuns and monks who had been tortured by the Chinese, and they spent the rest of their lives praying for their persecutors. And it clicked. I thought, and you're telling me that these people are going to hell? I mean, there's just no way that that did not fit with the God that I know. And so that was the beginning, really, of of deciding that that's just not true, you know. And now it's gotten to the point where I've discarded Christianity for me. I think there are many people it works for. It just doesn't work for me. And. I can't be a part of any group that doesn't welcome everyone. Yeah. 100%. And so, yeah, that just religion just doesn't work for me for that reason, because they all have the people they like and the people they don't like. And I just think religion in and of itself is, um, I mean, it, it's, it, it puts us in pockets. It puts us like labels. 
yes, really bother yes. me. You know, it's like me too. When I decided to discard my label as a Christian, I just thought, and I don't want any any other one ever. Like I just don't. You know, yeah. like I want to take a bit of here and take a bit of there. And you know what I mean? Which is the way that I've always been about things growing Mm -hmm. up. I didn't want to just be part of one clique. Are you kidding me? All the people were interesting. Like I wanted to check out all the groups, not just one. Um, Why would I just, you know, and, and thankfully at this point in my life, I have that I'm just so grateful for that personal relationship with God, you know, because even in the midst of, of, being a Christian and aligning myself in that area, it was never, I never felt like it was my business to tell other people how to live. I never Absolutely felt like not. it was my business. You know, people would try and get in arguments with me because I wouldn't try to convert them. <laughs> I was like, really? I, I, you do you. I'm going to do Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Live and let live. Let's just do what works for us and let everyone else do what works for them. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So in regards to your relationship with God, like you said, you've never been stronger than, you've never had a stronger relationship. So how would you define God in your life at this point in time? I think, I think we're all God. I think that, I think there's a creator, whether you call that creator God or source or spirit or Allah or, I mean, whatever you call this sense of a greater being, um, I think I think we as humans tend to humanize God. And I don't think that that's, that's the way it is. I, I don't picture God as a man with a white beard sitting on a throne. That's just not what God is to me. What God is, is that spark in all of us. And we all have that spark of, of love is really what it is. The, the archangels explained it as elemental love. And that when our souls were created, that we got a spark of that elemental love, which is used in creation. And so we carry God with us. And God is in everything that, that is around us. You know, I mean, the creator created everything and and so it's there are no there are no limits on God and people I think tend to put limits on God which supports whatever religion they practice and I I don't do that and I can tell you that the angels have told me that God is not religious they are not religious they don't favor any one person over another they love us all unconditionally and so I think of God as love and that he's in all of us. Yeah, I'm with you. I remember when I was young and um, I was in a conversation with someone, someone who was trying to argue with me about um, <laughs> God. And and I just really, you know, wasn't wanting to engage. And, you know, he was just like, well, I don't even remember exactly what he said, but I had the awareness. It was like. Yeah, but if I could answer that, and if you could know that, then that would mean that you as a human were on the same level as God. And like, why would you want to be able to explain what God does? And why would you like want to be able to, um, like basically making God human 
is what I'm trying to get at, right? right? Like using that same frame of mind, thinking that God would be the same as us. And I fully agree that we are all sparks of God. Um, I have been able, I think, to step more into saying that like I am God or whatever, like maybe more so in the past year. Um, I'm still feeling into that, but, um, but, uh, you know, like when I think about it, yeah, it makes complete sense. But I just remember thinking as this young girl, like, I'm so thankful that God is not like me <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, that I can't make sense of God because then God might be like me. And then I, cause I've got a temper and I've got this and that. And then like, oh my gosh, you know, the, you're imperfect. <laughs> that old Testament you know? God would be legit. And then like, that's not what I want. And that's not what I've grown up to know. And right. I want God to like, as you were talking about this white man with a beard, I mean, I was just kind of perplexed thinking, I don't know that I've ever put God in any sort of a, in any sort of a figure or any sort of a, I'd have to really think about that. But, you know, like in my mind, I think the only person is, are all the, you know, the typical photos of Jesus, but like God for me is just God, creator, love. I think those are the three big names, you know, that. Yeah. I, I don't, with. I don't picture him as a human in any way, yeah. you know, and that's another problem I had with Christianity is God, God is not an emotional being like we are humans are very emotional people you know we're emotionally driven but to think that god is a vengeful jealous god no that's never that's never resonated with me yeah. and so i i just he's a he's above he or she I, I, there's no gender here is is above all of that I mean, the angels talk about the difference between emotional love and elemental love. And we have a spark of elemental love, and we all do, from, from being created by God. But it's so far removed from emotional love that we cannot understand it. And so that's that's the overbearing part of, of God. And that's what I think we all need to work on is building that unconditional love, you know? And I, I don't think he asks, I know he doesn't ask anything else of us other than to love each other. That's the goal. Because when you, when you show love to other people that, that generates this great energy and that energy is shared with others. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, that's what God wants. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to go to a building and, you know, pray and worship and all that. That's not what he's interested in. He wants us to apply the love that he has for us to other people. So. Completely agree. Completely agree. So the angels, I'm really curious. Um, like you channel the archangels. Is there a hierarchy with the angels? You have no, no. And I thought, I thought that there was because, you know, I mean, not knowing much about angels. Um, I've heard of angels, guardian angels, archangels. And when I found out I was talking to the archangels, I thought, oh, wow, these are like the head angels. <laughs> they've explained to me, we don't have, they, they say they don't have an, a hierarchy where they are. And that 
it's divided by who has what kind of assignment. So for instance, guardian angels aren't any less or greater than the archangels, but their job is to guard us as, as we live on earth. And they protect us from all kinds of things that we are never aware were threats. The archangels were specifically created to help us while we live on earth. That's their, I mean, and that can, that can look in so many different kinds of ways. Um, In my way, it happens to be channeling and, and um, them teaching me a lot of things, but they're the ones guardian angels are with you. You don't have to activate them, so to speak. Um, But if you want specific help from the archangels, you need to ask for it because they won't intrude without that invitation. So, but there is no hierarchy there. They just, everyone has a specific job geared towards whatever title they happen to have. So they're not the head angels. (laughs) As a matter of fact, and this was very hard for me to accept, they feel like we are their equals because we can do things that they can't do. And they, our souls are the ones that decide when we come to earth in a body and and what kinds of things they, they plan for us to do. And the things that we do as humans are, are not within the power of the angels. And they're very appreciative that our souls are willing to, to help in this journey of everything. So yeah, it's no hierarchies. But angels can incarnate onto earth, right? They it's possible. Yes. Um, And occasionally they do, but when, when angels come to earth, it, they, can, they can take physical form for brief intervals, um, but it's heavy for them. It's hard to explain because I've never experienced it, but the things that they, ha- that they have access to, the things that they can do, they feel very heavy on earth. Whereas if they stay in their own realm, then they're, they're, lighter they can they can do what they want to do with ease and when they come to earth it's it's a harder thing for them to do they they don't do it often usually it's if some kind of protection or um, something's going on that is not in a person's life plan and they have to take physical form for one reason or another to to counteract that. Or they take physical form, wings and all, for recognition purposes. Because that's how most people picture angels. Um, angels are ethereal in their natural form. They can take forms, um, but they... They mostly do it if they want you to know who you're talking to, so you'll recognize it. Well, I wrote an article about what does Jesus look like? Well, Jesus will appear to you if you see him as you imagine him so that you recognize him. They're not under any limits. They can look however they want, but they try to appear in a way that you understand and recognize. 
So what about like earth angels? Have you heard about earth angels? My understanding from the angels that I channel is that angels do not become human. They can come to earth for short intervals, but they don't live on earth. So their souls are angel souls. Our souls are human souls, or in some cases, ET souls, you know, depending on, on, on the soul that inhabits the body, but they, they don't live here. And I mean, there's this whole concept of fallen angels. And according to my guides, there have been a total of six fallen angels, but not with the drama that people hear about. They weren't kicked out. They weren't evil. They, they just resigned from their duties, I guess, the kind of a retirement, which most angels are not interested in doing. But for whatever reasons, and I don't know what the reasons were, they just stepped down from their duties and they were not cast out. They were not evil. They just stepped back from their duties. That's possible for humans to become angels. It doesn't happen very often because humans' souls want to be able to incarnate so they can learn more and more in each lifetime and get closer to God. Um, but they occasionally humans can become angels, but angels do not become human. That's my understanding. And you work with um, a specific group of archangels, correct? Can you yes. share with us about them? I had I had never heard of this name before, which doesn't mean anything. I think that there's new names popping oh, up all the oh, time yeah. and stuff. But. And honestly, I mean, the angels say <laughs> names just confuse things all the more. You know, our need to label things and, and put names to them makes everything more confusing. Um, but... When I first started connecting with the angels and hearing them, I had, I had read work by other people who channeled angels, archangels, and they channeled verbally and they knew which angel they were talking to. And so I asked the angels, well, you know, who, who are you? Who am I talking to? And they're answer was, we are the collective consciousness uh, of the arch archangelic realm. So I shortened that in my head to CCAR. But so it's a group of angels that speak with one voice. And that's who I who I talk to. Now, occasionally, I'll call on one angel in particular, for instance, I've channeled Michael individually. And and so I'll just write and say, Michael, are you there? And he'll answer me, I'm here. And so then I'll speak to him alone. But otherwise, it's one voice that represents all of the archangels. So what are some of the topics that you write about on Medium? Like, how do you get your topics? Are they from questions or things you feel well, inspired to write about? Or Initially, they were my own questions that things that I always wondered about or things that I had learned from religion that didn't strike a chord with me. And so I would ask for clarification on that kind of stuff. But then it just kind of drifted more to, well, what do other people want to know and trying to put myself in their positions. 
Um, sometimes I get comments and emails with questions. And if they're, if they're a good question that I think that people would like to hear about, then I turn those into articles. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I'll ask the angels for ideas, you know, and they'll, they'll let me know different ideas to choose from. So, you know, I never, I'm, I'm rarely without an idea. If I am, then that would be probably some time that I would talk to them. You know, what, what are some ideas of things that you think would make our articles, you know, but mostly they come from me or questions that I get from my, my readers on medium. Nice. And just to clarify for anyone who's listening, um, so not all, but a large majority of the articles that Jody shares are sort of questions and then channelings from the angels about a specific right. topic. So just wanted mm-hmm. to make that clear. Um, I'd like to kind of shift <laughs> into <laughs> the shift. Uh, the big change is happening on our planet right now. And, you know, you've written a lot of articles um, a lo- you know, shared a lot of channelings from the archangels about what's going on right now. And I would love for you just to kind of share with us, um, you know, from your perspective and, and what it is that you've been channeling, just kind of what this shift is about on our planet right now. Well, I started learning about the shift on the Joan and John Walker site. She- Joan is uh, also channels well, many entities, including several of the archangels. And I kept every once in a while when I would read spiritual articles or, or hear from different sources, I'd hear about this shift. I thought, well, what in the world is it? And Joan does a great job of explaining what it is. And as a matter of fact, it was that question that I was pondering about the shift that initiated my first hearing from the angels. My understanding is a long, long time ago, the the earth was in the fifth dimension. And due to many things happening in order for the earth and the people on earth to survive, it had to be taken down to the third dimension, which is what we all know. Okay. But now there, the plan is to move earth back into higher dimensions. And so back in, I can't think of the year off the top of my head, but uh, what they called, what the angels called a Christed matrix was put within the earth in the center of the earth to help the earth rise again. And as it rises into higher dimensions, things change. And, you know, it's, it's funny because <clears throat> a lot of people will tell you stuff is changing, weird stuff is happening. And I feel like something's going on, but I don't know what it is. And it's, it's that shift into higher dimensions. And in the third dimension that we've all grown up in, fear is, is what leads us, you know? And if you think about it, how many people do you know who have taken jobs that they didn't really want or they didn't like, they didn't feel fulfilled, but it offered them security because we all have lived our lives in fear. So we, and that's how we plan our lives. You know, what can get, what can make me safe? What can make me secure? 
And that's changing. And, you know, COVID actually tied in really well at this time. Not that I'm pro-COVID. God, it was a horrible thing. But <laughs> um, it, it let people, I think, it gave them more time to reevaluate their lives. And so many had to work from home and preferred working at home. And then they started to think, well, is there a better way for me? And the fact that we can start thinking those questions and kind of exploring different angles is a testament to moving into higher dimensions. So the third dimension is, is all about fear and seclusion. You know, this is my world right here. I'm going to do what I need to do to keep me and mine safe in our little part of the world. Fifth dimension thinking is more, let's work together. Um, we, we, need, we need a lot of changes. We needed a, a lot of, of help making the world a better place. So let's work together and, and make this work for everybody, not just me and my little world, but for everybody. It's that connection that we all have through that spark that we all contain that's starting to make itself known. And so that, that was a major reason why I wanted to share these articles and explain what's going on because so many people feel a difference, but they don't know what it is. And since they've always lived in a fear outlook, they're scared, they're afraid of what's going on. They feel different. So their, their first thing to turn to is fear. So it's important, I think, to share what's going on to anyone who's ready to listen to it so they won't be scared, so they can look forward to a better time. Yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, just watching the the shift uh, within my own life from, you know, I think I was honestly very externally focused growing up and I used to get in a lot of trouble because I would help out everyone else before I would help out myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then of course that came back, right? Like the pendulum swung the other way and, you know, being an entrepreneur, growing a business, managing a team, doing these things. I mean, I, I wasn't thinking about necessarily how can I change the world. Um, I was in my marketing world, so I was focused on my, you know, my sure. little world. Um, and then of course the pendulum like swung back again when I, you know, with the metaphysical awakening that I went through and, and it's, I feel like in such a more balanced place now that it's ever been, which is why I think I'm able to do the work that I do, you know, with the Akashic Records, but it's fascinating to think about, and you and I have talked about Atlantis a little bit briefly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I start thinking about these subjects and my, my mind just kind of takes off, um, so I'd love, I'd love for like, I know that you are, you're also writing a book right now, correct? I'd love for well, you I'm to share I'm actually writing this. on my second, second book. <laughs> well, she needs a publisher, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I need an agent. That's why I haven't published the first one. Um, the first one is 
is entitled Spiritual Journey, What Do You Believe? And I think it's an important book because so many people right now are lost. So many people are religion, whatever religion is not working for them. And they're, they're afraid. They don't know what to think about that. They don't know why they're questioning all these things all of a sudden. And, and people are scared and they're lost. They, it's not that people don't need direction anymore. It's just that they're not able to find the direction they need from, from religion that they were able to find before. And so I, I wrote this book using my own spiritual journey as a vehicle, if you will, uh, and to explain my progress and, and what, like that story about the, the photo exhibit of the nuns and the monks and how that got me thinking. And so it's, it's a combination book and workbook. And each chapter begins with pre-reading questions. Here's the, the educator in me. Um, <laughs> before you read the chapter, answer these questions. So you'll be thinking about some of this stuff. And then the, the chapter about whatever particular topic is and how I dealt with it. And then there are questions at the end of the chapter to challenge the reader to think about what they believe or what they don't understand, or just to kind of help them pinpoint what they need to figure out. So I think it's an important book because people are just so lost right now and they, they don't know where to go. Recent poll, I think it was by Pew, said that for the first time, less than half of Americans associate with a particular religion or church. And I think people are always going to have questions, spiritual questions, religious questions, whatever you want to call it. But for the most part, people are done accepting answers that don't make sense. And they're tired of trying to fit themselves into someone else's mold, but they don't know where to go to figure it out. So it's my hope that the book will help people try to figure out, number one, what they believe, number two, what they don't understand, and then find a way to figure all that out. I think it's huge. You know, it's um, the toolkits that I created, um, the Akashic toolkits, and then I mean, people underestimate how powerful journaling is in regards yeah. to getting to the bottom of what it is that's going on with us. And we don't need to go talk to a friend. I mean, that could be fine. There's no shame in that, no issue with that. But like, as you're saying, you know, if you're feeling lost or if you're finding yourself in this place, like spending some time with yourself can really unearth a lot of things and asking yes. these questions and really pushing yourself you know, um, I was just and in the midst of a conversation, uh, with a friend just the other day and, and we were talking about relationships and relationships, you know, are tough and this and that. And I was like, you know, and this is something I've thought about for years. It's like, are relationships tough or are they tough? Because we always say they're tough, you know? Um, yeah. then there's this other idea that monogamy is not natural. Like, is it, or I mean, <laughs> 
Yeah. It's hard to draw the line between like, what we've been conditioned to believe well, the thing is, and is what is actually true. I just think it's important for us to push back on some of these things yeah. and be like, wait a minute, am I just believing this because this is what I've heard? Whether it's religious or not, anything in life, you know, I'm just such a huge proponent. Um, with my students, I feel like that's the number one thing. I'm like, listen to you, listen to you, question it, question it. I don't ever want you to just take what I say unless you really, you know, right. align right. with it. Um, I just feel like it's the most healthy thing we could possibly do. So you don't, you don't like do readings with people and stuff. Your, your main no. um, gift to the world is your writing. Um, how can people connect with you? Um, well, I've got a, a website under construction right now. It's not ready, um, but it will have similar names. My email is all lowercase asktheangels222 at gmail. And so people can always reach me through that email. And sometimes people have questions that they ask me to ask the angels and others just have general some people just need a friend, I think. And I'm, I'm a very nurturing person and, and I'm happy to help anyone however I can. And I think for some people, they just need someone to talk to. And the education background that I have, I can tell you that everyone learns differently. So being in touch with yourself is very important. Sometimes people write about that. Sometimes people meditate about that. I mean, different things work for different people. And that's my biggest problem with any religion. It works for some people. And if it brings you closer to God, if it brings you peace and love in your life, that's great. But if it doesn't, I think you need to find some, some other path. And so the message in my book is to be brave enough to question and to find your path. It, hopefully without the angst that so many people go through when they're trying to find answers. Yeah. For me, it was a exciting exploration and it happened so fast. Um, and I, I, I share this often, but in the midst of that, in the midst of me diving into all things metaphysical, because um, again, it just, my views shifted so quick and sometimes I would catch myself like, are you okay? Are, are you all right? Um, and I just share with folks, for me, and I encourage anyone who aligns with it, you know, my guiding light was always love. My question was, is this founded in love? Do I believe this is founded right. in love? And if it is, then I'm okay here and I can explore this. If it's not, then I need to be cautious and I need to, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, I'm huge on discernment. I think it's really important at all times, especially when working with the spiritual world. But, um, I think when we follow that love that, that we're always, we're always going to find our way. Yes. And I think that it's a good gauge if you're not sure the direction that you want to go into, you know, um, I get hate mail from time to time on my articles and sometimes it's on the tip of my tongue to lash back out. And then I think, okay, what are you feeling right now? Are you feeling love for this person? <laughs> Definitely and, uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I need to take a step back and not engage. 
You know, I, I don't want to engage with people without feeling love in my heart for them. Yeah. So I think it's a good gauge for us individually. And I mean, you see so many angry people and, and people in religions who, who condemn other people. And I'm thinking, you know, you're missing the whole point here, you know, and, and if, in terms of Christianity, if Jesus' message was love and you want to condemn and judge and close out other people, I, you're missing the point here. You can't see the forest for the trees. So, and I feel sorry for them. I, I don't necessarily want to deal with people like that, but I feel sorry for them. I really do. And it's not going to do any good to argue back and forth. They're not going to change their mind and I'm not going to change my mind. So I just withdraw and prefer not to go down that road. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good to take a step back from those, those conversations. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm basically a happy, no, I'm a joyous person. That's not to say I don't have ups, ups and downs like everybody does, but at the end of the day, when I think about people like that, I think these, this is not a happy person. This person does not have peace. This person does not have peace of mind or comfort. They're, they're angry. And I'm so glad that I don't live like that. So, and, and they, they probably don't realize it. And they, even if they did, they wouldn't question or, or branch out because they're not ready for that. It's not that I'm smarter or further along or more spiritual or I just am where I'm at and they're at where they're at, they're at and they have to find their own way. So if I can help people do that, that's great. But my, my statement under everything is take what resonates and leave the rest. You know, there's, there's many differences of opinions and understanding the angels teach me in a way that I can understand. That's what good teachers do. And you and I, our messages are, are very similar. I, I can't think of a message that you wrote that I didn't also have a similar message. We've talked about that before. And there's some minor differences just because we're different people and we channel different things and but, but at the heart of the message is, is love every time, you know? So yes, absolutely. Love is the answer. <laughs> yes. That's, that's why we clicked because we both have that belief, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Miss Jody, are you ready for the lightning round? Sure. Okay. Quick question or quick answers. I'm going to shoot them out at you. Um, okay. Number one, what is the one habit that you can't live without? Channeling. I can't live without channeling. I, it's everything in my life now. Awesome. Number two, what does spirituality mean for you? Love. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> um, number three, what is your advice to anyone who's looking to find purpose? I get that question a lot. Don't worry about it because your purpose will find you. Some people realize that it's their purpose. Um, 
I realized what my purpose was. And I, then I asked the angels for confirmation, which they did. But if you had asked me five years ago, if this is what I would be doing in my retirement, I would have laughed. I mean, it, it found me and your, your purpose will find you too. You'll know. Awesome. Last question. What is the most important, the, the one thing that you would tell people who also want to begin channeling the angels? You know, <laughs> this is, this is such an ambiguous answer and it used to aggravate the dickens out of me when I would read sources and it would say, you have to get out of your own way. And I'd be like, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> what? get out of your own way. Um, I will tell you that when you channel, at least for me, initially, there was doubt. I mean, it's hard to believe. It's not a mainstream thing yet. It, it's headed that way. And as we rise into higher dimensions, more and more people are going to be able to to use psychic gifts such as channeling, but it's not mainstream right now. And I had to get out of my own way and trust myself so that I could trust them, you know? And there were times, especially with the shift that I thought, and I'd be journaling and I'd think, you sound crazy. If my kids <laughs> got a hold of this and read this right now, they would worry to death about me, you know, and it, it took courage even to come out of that psychic closet, you know. Um, but yeah, that's, you just have to open your heart and your mind and experiment with different things. And if, if the time is right, it will happen. But you have to kind of believe that it can happen before you have, have a shot at that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Jody. It was, it was so fun connecting with you. And I just it really was. appreciate you sharing with us. I, it <laughs> I knew it would be a fun interview. And I've enjoyed it just as much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, folks, you know what to do. If you were inspired, make sure to share this with friends, family, anyone who you know or think might benefit from this conversation. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and sign up for the email list to receive podcast updates and helpful resources. Thank you so much for being here. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week.